It was one week ago that Islamic State launched terrorist attacks in Paris, killing approximately 130 people and having casualties approaching 400. This has caused a ripple effect throughout the world. For example, in Manila, where the APEC meeting of ministers is occurring, this was a topic of conversation and people are talking about it all over the world, especially in Japan. It has become an issue of primary importance because the Japanese sometimes feel themselves protected from the influence of Muslim infiltration or immigration. There has not been reported cases of terrorism in Japan that has been affiliated with the Islamic State. But there are a lot of things that are going on, even as we speak now, about how to protect Japan. I'd like to talk about that today. And Nancy, you've been following this very closely. Last week when we talked, you were just completely consumed with what was going on in Paris. Yeah, I think this immediately shifted focus here because of the recent passage of the security bills and Japan really raising its profile vis-a-vis -vis Abe, mm -hmm. uh, wanting to be part of this U.S. coalition of the willing. And uh, the U.S. had not gotten involved most recently as France had uh, in going after Islamic State. But everywhere in the world, uh, heads of states were having this conversation. Right. And Japan does feel very far away uh, from uh, feeling vulnerable to an attack. However, there are many very high-profile spectacle events mm -hmm. uh, coming in the pipeline. So when we talk about Tokyo 2020, it immediately shifts the dialogue to safety, security, of all the international visitors, athletes, and media mm -hmm. who are coming here. I would add to that that there has been this uptick in tourism to Japan, which has been celebrated, but that there's this opening up in terms of people wanting to buy goods here, uh, but it's raising the issue of, well, how far do we want to open up our society? Mm -hmm. Because this is what Europe is dealing with right. now, too. I've taught media propaganda and terrorism courses, unfortunately, since right after 9-11. And so this has been something that has weighed on me as an educator, and there is always this immediate widespread fear and panic, which is absolutely what the uh, is, uh, Islamic State is, is looking for in this case. They're, they're, they're really textbook in, right. in the kind of reaction they want. They want an overreaction. Um, I don't think we need to be overreacting here. Mm -hmm. One of the great things about life in Japan or Japanese culture is this, this uh, veneer of safety and security and, and harmony that, that one notices even living here for, or visiting here for a very short period of time. But this, this kind of veneer is being, is being fractured by this and that's what the whole objective of, of terrorism is, is to strike at the heart and to unsettle society to try and uh, meet one's uh, objectives. If I just can add one more thing to that, it would be when you have a sense of safety and security, that's not a time to take it for granted. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we all, again, have to panic. But rather, I do think that when I wa watch people walking around, there's this sort of obliviousness. Uh -huh. Uh, people uh, looking at their phones, not paying attention. I find myself doing the same thing. And ever since I lived in Washington, D.C. and then Los Angeles and have lived abroad in Europe where there would be bombings in the 80s. And mm -hmm. So 
I'm always aware of my surroundings. So I think everybody everywhere can just have a better sense of their surroundings for their own personal sure. safety. But in terms of the likelihood of a terrorist attack, let's put this in perspective. It's very, very unlikely that in your lifetime you're going to be a victim of mm -hmm. a terrorist action. It's much more likely you would have a, an accident just regular every day, mm -hmm. like in a car or something. That isn't the logic that people follow, sure. though, when they're worried about this sort of random attack where you're sitting in a restaurant. And, and finally, I just wanted to say there was a lot of uh, discussion about why Paris. Paris got this just overage of coverage in the media, and why didn't we focus on Beirut? Or, or there have been other, a mm -hmm. lot of bombings and a lot of loss of life in many parts of the world. Paris is a place that is in one's mind and imagination, and it is one of the great global capitals. It has not been visited by mm -hmm. this type of incident. It's, it's part of the sort of fantasy of the Eiffel Tower. And so there was something where I think all of us sort of collectively felt kind of a little piece right. of, are we safe anywhere anymore? Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why they struck in right. the heart of Paris. Well, you know, there's a phrase in Japan that uh, goes something like hewa boke. That means kind of just in, inundated with, with the peace and not worried about dangerous things that are happening. And I think uh, like, like Paris, if Tokyo was attacked, I mean, that, that veneer of, of stability and peace would just be totally shattered and it might be a, an interesting topic. But I tell you what, Michael, uh, don't you think um, the Islamic State is really shaking in their boots now that the Japanese government has taken charge of, you know, uh, counterterrorism? Well, it's trying to take care of counterterrorism by hiring a part-time analyst, or at least MOFA has put on its website an ad for someone, who, if you want to be our Kamar analyst, well, we have a, a three-time-days-a-week job for you. Right. Uh, that earned the Japanese government a huge amount of scorn. Sure. Uh, internationally, both and, and also domestically. If you go on online, on social media, people are just r ragging on the government for that. But this government has been trying, in a low-level way, uh, to arrange and, and prepare Japan as a part of Mr. Abe's overall idea of we have to escape from the post-war regime. And part of this, as you said, hewa boke right. uh, idea. And when you say Japan has not been hit, that's not exactly accurate. It hasn't been hit inside Japan. Right. But since Mr. Abe has become prime minister, his first crisis was dealing with the assault on the Algerian gas works, where many Japanese were killed, there were workers there. Uh, was and there was, there was nothing that the Japanese government could have done. Mm -hmm. no, no foreign power was allowed in. The Algerians dealt with the issue themselves. But Japan had no way of getting information. It had no links. It had nothing in terms of intelligence. And then in terms of, of ISIS, the uh, Islamic State, we had the, the murders of the two Japanese the journalists. Right? And, and that uh, devolved in a strange way, possibly if you look at it from the exterior, where everyone here in Japan seemed to be pointing the finger at Mr. Abe for having goaded the terrorists. Mm -hmm. Well, somehow that's not happening in, in François Hollande's case where France's participation in anti-ISIS activities has drawn the attention and thus the attack on, on Paris. Right. Uh, the, 
overall response here uh, has been uh, it's kind of, okay, it's very sad. Uh, strangely, it, no Japanese were injured or killed in, in this attack. You would think that with all the tourists that Japan used to send out, okay. uh, it used to be that whenever there would be some kind of uh, incident internationally, there would be at least one or two Japanese on scene. But strangely, in this one, none, are, none were in any way affected. Uh, and beyond that, what it has done, perhaps perversely, perhaps understandably, is that members of the LDP have seen this uh, attack and also the rounding up of the suspects and the, the, uh, their, the killing of several of them uh, as a reason to reinstate or, or to try to once again pass a conspiracy law. Now, conspiracy laws have a bad rep in, I, Jap in Japanese life. Well, not only having to do with the immediate pre-1945 era, under the, but going way back into history, even all the way back to the high treason incident of 1907, where a whole bunch of anarchists were rounded up after explosives were found on a, a very small cell of mm -hmm. individuals. And many of those rounded up had heard something about it or had attended a meeting and they were all tried and 12 of them were executed. Uh, this has pretty much cast a, sh a dark shadow on the idea of, you know, criminalizing knowing about something. Talking about it. Or talking about right. it. Uh, and in the post-war era, the LDP has tried on more than one occasion to put out a bill, again, criminalizing conspiracy. And until now, it's always been shouted down by the mm -hmm. populace. But this, this incident, and also, of course, the confidence that the Abe administration feels, makes it so that they're thinking, they, they started talking about it this week. Right. And that's the Japanese response. Well, typically something like this happens, the pendulum swings high and people try and, and cobble together something to address that need or that, that perception that we have to do something and sometimes they get it wrong, sometimes they, they overextend, but uh, you know, we have the security legislation, we have the, uh, the privacy law, there, there's um, an act that's going into effect in April about the, the protection of, of confidential information. So there is an, an awful lot of effort going forward on you know, trying to grab this, this security that really people, I guess, don't feel that they have a, a real handle on, and let's hire you know some terrorism experts as well. Let's let's b beef this thing up. Well, Dr. Snow is right in that Japan will be hosting in the next few years a number a series, of right. big events. The, the most the, the one that's closest is the the G7 summit in Ise. Right. And if you look at the the set of islands that they want to hold this on, okay, you can either look at them as moats that'll right. keep people away, or easy ways to get there on a very small boat. Right. Uh, it's the, the security situation there is kind of odd. And then they're going to have the Rugby World yes. Cup in 2019, and then the, the, Olympics, the Olympics here. The and right. all of this is snowballing, and they're saying, well, do we have anything near the security mm -hmm. and, and internal uh, capacity to handle this? And looking at Paris, which is a country which is in a country which is not unfamiliar with terrorism and what happened there, uh, folks here are, are shaking in their boots. And well, you know, I think we need to go back to what the U.S. did and look at some lessons mm -hmm. because the U.S. government, of course, invaded a Muslim-majority country within about a month 
of 9-11, right? and then within 18 months went into Iraq. Uh, we've spent probably $600 billion or so in, in, in this counterterrorism, this war on terrorism. Uh, very unpopular and, and, and certainly not finished business, right. if you will, in either one. And there was also the effort to get neighbors, talking about conspiracy, yeah. to get people to sort of report uh, on what they were seeing, anything suspicious. Now, again, I said earlier, be aware of your surroundings, but there is a leap there where you have to be very careful uh, where everyone looks suspicious or maybe certain groups look more mm -hmm. suspicious. So I, I think that um, it would really benefit the Japanese government rather than having the three-day-a-week wor worker on terrorism or, or looking at um, incidents, threat incidents here. Um, really t talk to a lot of security experts and work with... Uh, the police and it, why does it always have to have a military response? Mm -hmm. That was the worst response that we had. Right. And it, you you can't fight terrorism militarily, but you can uh, educate the populace and you can just use your intelligence wisely. And that is one benefit. Of course, there will be more sharing of intelligence back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the vulnerability there is what the U.S. may do in the future. Japan will be seen as the closest ally right. in Asia. Mm -hmm. So it will, because of the proximity then, it may get some of that, that fallout from the, the pushback to U.S. intervention or actions right. in the world. Right. Well, I think the fact that Japan has raised its head in security legislation as being a, a closer ally to the United States, it does raise its profile. And... Uh, as a as a potential target, yes, it does seem to be a little bit tempting. And and I was going to add too. I I taught a class ten years ago at USC at the Annenberg School in Los Angeles, and it was on the rise of anti-Americanism mm -hmm. in light of the post nine eleven era. Japan is the reason for the choice for the G seven. Of course, is to show beautiful Japan, show cultural Japan. This is a big part of the nation brand here. Mm -hmm. So when you're putting all this focus and fuss into security and intelligence and right. military sales, then that, that tugs away from that beautiful Pacific Japan mm -hmm. that has the wonderful hospitality. And so how do you reconcile those two mm -hmm. images? Well, the other thing, too, is that a lot of the, the um, acts of terrorism that have occurred throughout the world have come through people who have emigrated into these countries. They have ethnic you know, ties back to the, the old country, or um, maybe they're just um, visiting the, the, the country. Here in Japan, though, uh, there isn't a huge uh, uh, population of, of Muslims, although Indonesia is probably the largest Muslim country in the world. It's, it's very close by, but the influence of of, uh, of the religion and the, the number of people just doesn't justify, I guess, uh, a, a real fear. Wouldn't well, you Indonesia, you're not going to come by boat or over border. Right. I mean, Europe with the poorest borders. I lived in Germany for a year, and I'd go to France for dinner, and mm -hmm. I might go to Switzerland or Italy for the weekend. No big deal. You're all over the place in Europe. Now, Europe also changed its laws uh, recently where they made it even more porous for people to move about. And this is great if you're studying. If you're mm -hmm. a student, you can take classes at <laughs> different universities. So 
the idea of bringing people, uniting people under a united Europe, it's a beautiful concept. And then there is this other side of it. It's like with the internet. You know, mm -hmm. we, we come together on social media as we did in mourning after Beirut right. and Paris. Uh, but at the same time, that's where all of the hate speech and mm -hmm. all of the sure. horrible macabre videos are posted. Well, too. an adversary will always go to that 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 seam in between, you know, plates, and um, you know that's where they they operate. But Japan is not. Uh, antagonistic toward Islam in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, we have seen on the internet being passed around in English, strangely, uh, this long list of things that Japan does or the Japanese government supposedly does to suppress Islam, none of which are true, uh -huh. uh, but it's being shared around as an example of how one country deals with Islamic terrorism. Right. Islam, Islamic terrorism has never been a problem here. As you said, the, the, the groups here are relatively small. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the largest was probably the Iranians in the 1980s, and that never proved to be any kind of terrorist threat whatsoever. And in fact, most just now, I believe the largest mosque in uh, Japan was just opened, I think, today. Ah. Uh, down in, I believe it's in Nagoya. Uh, this whole uh, idea, though, that uh, Japan uh, is not open to any religion is, is really absurd. Right. Well, I think the, the story is um, with regard to asylum seekers. So the number of asylum seekers who apply and those who are admitted is, is uh, really, really low. Yeah. We may that's, get but a lot more applying here since it looks like a lot of governors in the U.S. are... <laughs> turning people away. No, well, I don't think it'll, it, yeah, I mean, that won't pass. That, you'll have uh, applications, yeah. but. No, the, the information that Japan does not allow asylum seekers is pretty well known mm -hmm. all around the world. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's not for a lack of humanity. It's just that they just don't do it. Mm -hmm. They just don't do it. But I mean, the borders are relatively open. If you have a reason to come here, if you're bringing, even to proselytize religion, I mean, there are no restrictions for you coming in and opening And there's the a church. special visa, in fact, for, for people who are right. uh, religious leaders. It's mm -hmm. entirely okay. Right. But at the same time, there has been no um, activity of groups of potential terrorists, um, young fellows who are banding together that are, you know, I mean, they have in the past sold telephone cards and, and things like that, but uh, banding together for, for military or, or uh, purposes of upsetting the peace. It's, it's, just... it's physically quite hard to get yeah, here. Mm -hmm. You have to cross an ocean somewhere. And that alone uh, is uh, pretty much a goad. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I'm sorry, it's a pretty much a, uh, a barrier. Mm -hmm. And I like goad better. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at who's joining these very extreme groups, I mean, Europe has had a lot more of these young men and maybe right. some of the women, they're coming from Europe. Even the U.S. doesn't have large numbers mm -hmm. joining the group. So when you saw some of the unfortunate, uh, hateful messages about Islam coming out, uh, there was an effort to look at American Muslims and say they're very well integrated mm -hmm. into U.S. society. And so even if they stepped forward and said, uh, we denounce this. Uh, it's if they want to, they should, but it's a very different situation. Right after 9/11, the U.S. government actually had a a propaganda initiative. It was called Shared Values. It was five advertising bits of a couple of minutes, and it was designed to show how happy 
Muslim Americans were and that they didn't feel under threat. But it mm -hmm. kind of missed the point because it didn't address really the way that other people of different faiths were living in other parts of the world where right. there maybe wouldn't have a very strong middle class. So mm -hmm. it fell flat and it also was funded entirely by the government. So in many countries of the world, you can't put that on television, you know, paid political propaganda. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I think the first country where they sought to use it and they may have test uh, marketed there was Indonesia. But it, the, the design oh. was, oh, let's prevent people from wanting to attack us mm -hmm. again. But it just totally missed, missed the point. Well, the reality so. here is that in Japan, foreigners make up a, less than 3%, uh, just a tiny bit over 2%, isn't it? Yeah. And of those, you know, those from the Muslim community or Muslim heritage have just got to be a, a very, very small fraction. But in any event, um, even if you live in Ikebukuro or, or in Tokyo, where the the ratio of foreigners is relatively high, you really can't do much and not be observed in this in this city, in this culture. I mean, there's always neighbors watching, people are keeping an eye out. It's it's that kind of a, a community. So I think if people are trying to have a cabal or uh, discuss things uh, in, in private and have any, um, you know, reasonable chance of succeeding in something that required physical and athletic force, it would probably be discovered pretty easily. There's also the problem, of course, that you would have nothing to fight with. There's no way to bring <laughs> guns into the country. Right. Uh, there's also very little in the way of explosives. Mm -hmm. The uh, government actually had a, a mass uh, drill, drill, yes, the drill, uh, drill yesterday all over the country. And the attack that they simulated was a sarin gas attack. They mm -hmm. didn't try to go for an explosion mm -hmm. or anything like that because they can't imagine that that would happen. Right. Of course, not imagining something shows that you're, you're, you're putting your, setting yourself up for some trouble. But nevertheless, Japan is working based on its own right. homegrown terrorist attack, mm -hmm. the sarin gas attack of 1995. And that's, that's their, their format. And when you look at what you could possibly do, that's basically all you can. All right. Well, yes. Well, with that, I think um, maybe we'll wrap this up. It doesn't look like either Michael or I will be passing in our applications for this um, super spy for uh, the Islamic State uh, to, to counter terrorism here for the prime minister's office. But um, keep tuned. You never know.